Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 85. It's got to be a great song. In this episode, we got the one and only Josh Doyle back for his 400th appearance, <laughs> which I love Josh. You know, have, he's been one of the biggest mentors to me, So, and he's one of our coaches, so it makes sense. He's been back a lot, and in this episode, we're going to talk about a great song. Yes, literally just that, a great song. You know, in the world of licensing, which Josh and I are in a lot. <laughs> There's this myth that, uh, you know, it just has to be some good production or I'll do some extra things. The song doesn't really matter. It's just, it could be, a, it's not that bad. No, it has to be a good song. And we talk about that all before production, all before all the extra stuff at the heart of it. Ask yourself, is the song really good? What are signs that the song's really good? And if not, what do you do about that? So this episode, we're going to talk all about that and more. So let's dive into it. Episode number 85. It's got to be a great song. The return of Josh Doyle. This is your 29th <laughs> return to the podcast. It's like SNL. It's like going to be me and Heather Taylor in a small room. John Belushi. <laughs> I, I, oh, no, John Goodman, I think has the. Oh, the, right. the, the, He has like I think he's he's hosted twelve times. Yeah, maybe more than that. And I'm like, really? I'm like, wow, that's John Goodman. Okay, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I feel like we we've talked a lot about you know co-writing. We've talked about dissecting briefs. We've talked about you know the relationship into you know how we've communicated and how we've collaborated. But it ultimately comes back a lot of those things, the song. Yeah. And this is like the bare bones, the essential part, like the the health and structure of your song. Production's not going to cure that. There's like rarely going to be a point where you can write a bad song and production is going to just turn it all around. Why do people think that? Because it's hard <laughs> and it's easier just to hand it off to the, the producer and be like, they're going to polish this and make it sound like yeah. the thing. But... No, it has to be a great song. And so if that means it has to be a great song, when we talk about the idea of references, when we talk about it's like that's why you need that at the at the front end, the beginning. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to use that as your 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 guide, your map, because if you're not, especially if you have any aspirations of you know, making money, like as, I think as soon as money comes into the thing, if you're making it purely out of joy pleasure the just the, the the oh for the sake of writing a song that's cool like you can have the standards that you feel you need to but immediately when you go like well i want money for this i want yeah. this to be used you know in tv and film i want this to be used here then uh, then there's a playbook the the tricky thing is is like knowing like when when have you written a great song and when is yeah. it ready to go off to the producer like what things can what things can be dealt with in in that production phase 
And kind of like the struggle that I always had, and I think this is worth talking about, is knowing when like adding those gang vocals in the production is really going to make that chorus pop. And when you're really just kind of making excuses for yourself of writing a a poor melody for your chorus. And I've done this too, where I'm like, I want this chorus to be huge. I want it to land and big gang vocals, big moments. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, if we just stack like 20 vocals, that'll do it. And then I've been in, you know, obviously I'm producer songwriter. I've gone yeah. and tried that. And I'm like, you know what? This is just not a great hook. It's that, the hook that's failing here. That takes a level of, you know, quieting of the ego. Yeah. Two to be like, that's not a good melody. Like, it's not mm-hmm. going to fit. Like, who am I kidding? Like, right. it's not really, it doesn't work. But knowing when, like, okay, you know what? That is a great melody. Anything that I do to it here with a group set is just going to enhance it. Yeah. To get there, you have to write a lot. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, but you also have to be actively engaged in it. That's the thing, too. Yeah. Not necessarily a detached way. Right. And and honestly, like 100%, you have to fail. You have mm. to like, like what you to your point, like you have to write a lot and you have yeah. to have some failures so that you can, I mean, just for example, like this like idea of like, I want my chorus to be big with like big gang vocals and stuff like that. Like you could write a really catchy chorus melody and it could just be super busy and just not yeah. lend itself to like, cause the more gang vocals you put on, the more vocal stacks, especially if you're trying to go after that big bar yell kind of energy, if your melody's too busy and moving all over the place, that's just not going to work. It's just going to be a hot mess. And, and even though you've written a, a great hook, you've got to write a great hook that like a bunch of drunken, <laughs> drunken people at a bar can all sing along to you know and not stumble over each other and what they're saying oh that is but i mean even what you're describing there too is envisioning that the value of someone that's producing and being part of the songwriting process mm-hmm. and they're in the ground floor and helping shape it to make that process easier to yeah. foresee like what it's going to be and ultimately help guide the others that are writing with them mm-hmm. to to ultimately the end result. And, you know, when they get a great production, they're like, oh, this worked perfectly. Well, it's because at the very forefront, at the beginning, while you were writing, you were thinking about that. Exactly. A lot of people don't always do that. No. And again, how many times can we say, because this is difficult, this is hard. It's hard to like be thinking about, you know, making your, your chords and the way that you're playing your guitar part as catchy as possible. And then think about your your melody and then your lyrics. And then envisioning, okay, how is this going to be produced? And what kind of layers are they going to put on to it? It's a lot of steps. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where, like, you have to, like, get... What do they say? Like, you have to get in the in the woods and then you have to step back and look at the forest. And yeah, then you have yeah. to get in the woods and step back and look at the... It's like this stage of, like... And even when I'm co-writing with people... I'll get in there. I'll get in the nitty gritty, get surgical. And then just like while they're working on, they're saying, just give me a minute. I've got this idea. That's when I'll like, I'll be just sitting here being quiet and I'll be thinking, okay, what's this? Like, what have we done here? Like, how is this going to work in the production? And are we heading in the right direction? And sometimes I have to be that bearer of bad news of like, you know what? We've been writing this melody, not at the BPM that we aimed for. We're, we've slowed this down. And if we now sing this at the BPM, it's just too wordy. It's, it's, too much yeah. 
you know, so. So what you're describing there, too, is like understanding ownership of your roles. Because mm-hmm. you're all songwriters. Everyone is in charge of the end result of a great song. Yeah. You're kind of at the helm, too understanding like okay this is the end result that we want because it may be a little like ah, oh, we've got to rewrite this now but it in the short term it may be a little annoying in the long term it's going to be way better because like nothing's worse than like you you know you build out a production somebody goes could i move that down five bpm <laughs> right. no you can't <laughs> because like if you've recorded a lot you can't it's not easy to just like you know just move right. it down yeah yeah yeah, and it's it's that like what you just touched on there for a second of like like I forget exactly how you just phrased it, but it the the idea of the the frustration of having to like write a song and then do the rewriting and then then tweak yeah. this and tweak this all before it goes into production. That that feeling, that frustration, that kind of disappointment of like kind of having to rework this idea even when you thought it was fine. <laughs> yeah. That feeling is going to happen if you don't do that. It's just going to happen after the production's done and you're going to be disappointed that this thing did not turn out the way that you hoped. So Ooh. you it's kind of like eat your vegetables now so that you can like have your dessert later. Oh, that is I didn't even think of that. The idea of like you're just avoiding the disappointment. The question is do you want it now or are mm. you going to have it later where it's too late? Like, you yeah. know, which one do you want? And I feel like someone that takes ownership goes like, you know, if we do this now, yeah, I'm not happy with it. Neither can communicate that too to their co-writers. Like, hey, I'm not crazy about it either. But they can say, here's why. If we do this now, it's going to be way easier. And then when they get to the finalized product, everybody's happy and everybody's like overjoyed. Like, oh man, you know, I'm so glad we did that. I feel like I've had conversations. I'm glad we did this because now we're happy as opposed to the reverse. Like, Man, I wish we would have done that. And if only we had known. If only somebody had warned us. <laughs> right. And that that kind of the the whole BPM thing that you were talking about, like as a producer, the person that's like running the DAW, that's like my least favorite thing to do is to have to like go and re-record at a new BPM because you didn't get it right the first time. I hate no. it. But man, in terms of like just eating my vegetables and just doing it because I know it's gonna end in a better result. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be disappointed i'm i know that i have to do this difficult thing now and yeah so the songwriters out there who are like you know think that your producer's giving you all the tasks like sometimes the producer is like has to be the one to like do the unfun thing i feel it's also a little bit of the you know i I, i'm trying to think of the best way not like we always say like steering the ship, the producer. It's like if you're going to produce, you kind of have to be involved in all of the aspects, even the ones you may not necessarily enjoy the most. Right. You, If you're going to take on that role and you're going to take that on, uh, you have to be – if you're like, oh, I don't like the songwriting process that much. But, but a lot of the issues are going to come up early on in those stages. Yeah. You better enjoy being there. You you mentioned something before we hit record, and I never thought of this. Kind of like what the producer's role, you know, from a label standpoint, what the producer does and how they're the ones that are held accountable. Thinking of like how the music industry is run for, you know, yeah. the last hundred years and – yeah, typically, like, it's the major label who hires the producer to produce their artist, and the producer can't say, can't come back to the label and say, like, oh, I'm sorry you don't like the lyrics, or I'm sorry you don't like the melody, I didn't write that. <laughs> you know, it's, they don't care. They hired the producer to deliver a great 
hit song, you know, whatever, whatever they're looking for. And it's that producer's role to like, make sure it stays in budget, make sure that the, the song is as strong as possible. I mean, if you listen to what was that, that Santana, the, the biggest Santana song from, um, with Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas singing on it, oh. it, it was a monster hit. Monster hit that I'm I can't remember the the title right now. But anyway, there's a story of um how many times that song had to be rewritten before the label um it was some smooth. Smooth, there you go. Smooth, yeah. So Santana is smooth. That song had to be rewritten and it changed like songwriters so many times, changed yeah. producers, like all kinds of things until it got done. And these are like a list people that it like got taken away from, handed to another like guy with a hundred hits. And then another person was brought in. It just, it, it's not easy. Even at the highest levels of the highest performing people, it, it takes a lot of rewriting and refocusing. And just really dialing, like, you know, one producer that I love is like, the the late Jerry Finn. If you think of like everything he like did a you know, Rancid's Outcome the Wolves, he mixed Green Days, uh Dookie, but when it came he was like the third member of like Blink One or the the fourth member of Blink One A two because like all their super, super high level successful albums he produced and he wow. was kind of like like Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, self titled one, the whole thing. Wow. He was very much in the kind of like in the stages of writing, guiding, vocally, and direction and all that and pushing. A producer is kind of that person that rallies everybody together to make sure that the whole thing works. And that's why being involved in that songwriting process is so important. And why producers probably do like pre-production. Yes. Because it's like, before we even get to the, the realm of like working on stuff, can I just see how this sounds? And like, you know, when we were talking about how many aspects there are to to songwriting when you're trying to like end, get a end result, you know, writing at the right tempo, making sure that your singers singing in the in the most optimum key so that when their voice breaks in that cool way it's like it's that moment you know so many things you know writing syncopated melodies in in the style that you're going for there's so many things that can easily be forgotten about or not enough attention is paid to that that that's where that producer in the pre-production or just being involved in that just kind of having that that perspective of like Oh, this is great. You did a lot of really cool things here, but I think you lost focus on this aspect. Let's go back and re rework this a little bit. It has to be because otherwise, I don't know, that's where I I don't think everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And that's really important before anything's recorded. So it's like, yeah. you know, the producers there, but the the singer, the artist, they have to be involved and understand even if they're just like well, I don't do production, but to understand some of the visions, some of the things that are going to be flowing, it's I feel like in the writing stages too, if it's not clear, that's where a breakdown happens. Mm -hmm. And when you get, you know, somebody presents a song in the end, it feels disjointed. There was some sort of breakdown early on that yeah. you could probably find back at the writing stages. Like, oh, that's where it kind of just veered off and it didn't like take shape the way it should. Yeah. And in one of your other episodes, I think the one that uh, you did with Heather Taylor and she was kind mm -hmm. of like asking you questions you really drove home the point of communicating with your co-writer and really making sure that everybody really is going after, after the same goal and that 
nothing's like kind of implied like oh i i think they get what we're going after you know like that that's yeah. like because then like your you and your co-writer are really writing two separate songs yeah and you end up just getting something you're not crazy about and yeah. they realize you it seems like as we're going through this, people are like, wow, it sounds like a lot of work. It is. It yeah. sounds like it's like, yeah, but you understand it's also saving you a ton of work on that back end and wasted time. Oh, man. With an end result that you don't even want. Yeah. And it's like, it seems like it is. But actually, what happens too is like, if you do that again, and you can be okay with being like you write a song and then you realize like it's not right for production and it's just like mm-hmm. it's just not a good song. Yeah. That's okay. That's all and right. I think a lot of people are not okay with that because they're like whether it's like they just want it so bad, they just want it now and then it's just like it's got to happen, it's got to happen so they produce it out and they do that and that's okay. But it's like you could also just write another one with that person and then produce it and then go like, well, that's not a bad song. Let's do it again. Let's yeah. do, let's repeat the process. I think people are so, so quick to show all these songs so early on where I'm like, you need to just not. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm a big fan of taking pieces of like writing a bunch of songs and taking pieces of like this chorus and matching up with this verse that I wrote three days later, that whole thing. Because you think about the odds of like the this like purest idea of like songwriting and like I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this three and a half minute song all in one go. And that is going to be the song mm-hmm. that you're going to string together the best verse idea, the best chorus idea, the best bridge. And it's all going to just happen. It doesn't happen like that. And it's so difficult if it ever does. It's a miracle. So I'm a big fan of like writing several songs. Yeah. And and like being like, ooh, this chorus is really strong. Let's match that up with this. Like I said, you know, this other verse or this other bridge from like two months ago, I'm always like saving lyric ideas or melody ideas and piecing things together. Write with intention, but write another and then do, then write it again and then write another one and write another one because through repetition, it's bound to get better. Yeah. Um, because I can also hear in my voice some people that are like, but Mike, I do, you know, I just make the track and I wait for a top liner. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I've had some songs where it's like, you know, I build out then they do the top line. That's great. But I feel like I can do that now after writing a whole bunch of songs and a whole bunch of productions of then building a formula. I think if I did that way too early, yeah, those 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 would have been. <laughs> but it just would it just be bad because then that was me too missing an opportunity to be engaged in the writing process. Mm-hmm. It's too easy for me to just be like, well, I just don't, I'm not going to be saying, and just like, you know, washing my hands of it and leaving it up and not guiding them on the melodies on, because I realize even when I have a top letter, I'm still being like, Hey, um, I really like some heart. I'm guiding where I want the harmonies and direction. I'm not necessarily like everything you give me, I shall throw in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Like, And I think there's a lot of – and it's easy to be insecure. There's a lot of insecurity about, you know, a co-writer giving feedback on an area that they're weak in, right? Like say that there's somebody that's like, oh, I'm horrible at writing lyrics and, you know, God bless you for acknowledging that. But, you know, like I'm just really not – I don't enjoy it. I'm not strong at it. But you are allowed to say those lyrics are cliche and I think that we can do better, you know? And the one thing that I always try to do is if I'm going to critique something or suggest something's not working, I try to at least come to the table with 
an idea. Like, yep. don't don't just be that person of like, oh, that sucks and that's no good and <laughs> blah blah blah, and like just being like poo pooing on everybody's ideas. So, like, at least like come to the table with, you know, you might not be able to replace it with like the best lyric line, for example, but you should be able to be like, all right, I think this is too cliche. Could we write? Could we try something else, maybe from a different angle? Like, come to the table with something. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenge. It, it, it's just kind of also challenging yourself mm-hmm. to grow a little bit because yeah. you realize, like, oh, if I grow a little bit more melodically in this area, let's say it's melody that you're weak in. If I grow melodically, I'll know how to communicate more effectively to a co writer what they need. And I feel like a co writer that wants to grow with you is willing to be like, oh, you mean da 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 da, giving yeah. the language and the terminology. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Cool. Now you've got that info so that you can share with you know them again and with other people that you are going to collaborate with. But like if you're more engaged in the process with them as opposed to seeing it as such a separate transactional, uh, detached way, I feel like a lot of the songs that have worked well, a lot of it was kind of like working on, you know, just the bare bones, the essentials of the song together to where we were all like, yeah, that's in a good place. Yeah. Because the ones that I look back that I've struggled with, there wasn't a lot of that because either they were, you know, I was like, hey, let's be, uh, I don't know. if, and And so it was just like, Oh, no wonder nothing really, or I'm not really motivated or crazy about that song. Yeah. So, so much that I agree with there that, you know, if it was like a three-way co-write, let's say, and, you know, you've got somebody in the, in the group that's strong with melody, somebody who's strong with lyrics, and then somebody who's great with like chords and progressions and stuff, you want like, it's kind of like they're all doing their own like quality assurance on the song. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because like me as like the chord guitar guy, I might not really be passionate or knowledgeable or whatever about melody or lyrics. So I want them kind of like checking in on it and everybody should be really using their powers to to make sure things are working. I love that idea of quality control because I think of I've been binging on little clips of like Hell's Kitchen Mm-hmm. And you think of it in the kitchen, there's stations. Yeah. And they all have to be communicating with each other. And when they're, when it always falls to shit or Gordon blows up, it's because <laughs> you're not, he's all, I feel like the one thing he was like, communicate with each other. Like he's I really say, you've got to tell me how many more minutes until this, how many more seconds in this, where are we in that stage? Yeah. That, the, the fundamental, the core of the song has to be communicating. Cool. You're the melody chords person. Awesome. How's it shaping? How are you feeling as working with the, the the melody? Is it working with it, or do you feel like is it kind of like stuck? Does it feel like it feels a little forced? You know, don't, don't be afraid to say like even if you don't know the words of melodically what needs to happen, say like, hey, I, I feel like something's up with this. Maybe it's on my. Can we just go through that? Yeah, because that sort of openness to being like, hey, let's also start to fix some of this. Like, get the initial idea out and then go through, and then let's start to kind of like. Look at the sections, transitions. Is everything flowing? Can we play through it? That's yeah. another big thing that I realize a lot of people don't do. Yeah. I'm like, hey, could you just play through your song? Um, uh, and then they kind of like look at each other like, you yeah. know, um, um, well, you know, we, we, we okay, <laughs> yeah. that, that to me is a huge red flag. You can't walk through, neither, nobody can. Mm-hmm. 
So that means something's not sticking. Something's not staying with it. Yeah. And you really got to think about that ground floor and you have to think about that idea. I know we've talked about briefs, but like, cool, if we're writing for a brief or we're writing, let's say we, we're starting to accumulate briefs and we're starting to like now build a library, the writing phase of that really has to be dedicated. I feel like you drilled that into me when I was doing all those half songs that I got more into a habit of just just writing, cool, writing, cool, writing again. And just, and you know, what I thought wasn't possible which was like writing a whole bunch because I thought that's like, that's a lot. Yeah. I was surprised that once you start writing and you start having a lens in which you're kind of like, okay, is it like the brief? No, it's not bad, but like I can do better. Cool, let's do it again. How much that can make your future songs so much better. I love that. And man, so much stuff I want to touch yeah. on there. So one thing going back a, a second, and then I want to talk about the, the brief thing. That that idea of like communicating when, you know, one person is saying, you know, like kind of checking in with the other co-writer and just having that, that exactly what you said, like that vulnerable con- conversation of like, man, I really want this chorus to, again, you know, like kind of hit hard. I want it to be this yeah. big moment and I just don't feel like it is. What do you think? Can you, you know, can you help me figure this out? And then at that point, you really have to be open to them saying, well, I think it's because you're landing on this chord. It's not my melody and it might be your fault or, you know what I mean? Like, or it might be theirs. It totally might be. And you can try their idea. And, but basically like, if you really want to solve the problem, you have to be open to the idea that it might be something on you. I love that. I feel like people need to sit with that for a second. Like, it might be you. That's okay. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's the sign of someone that's, like, totally <laughs> mature yeah. in their songwriting and just their confidence of, like, you're right. It might be me. Yeah. It might be something I'm doing. I may have to just, like, you know, and but being okay with that. If you can get into that space, oh, man, that's where it's, like, you're going you're gonna to be fine. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to jump in the middle of this podcast to ask you this question. Have you ever struggled to get a great demo? Have you even outsourced this and, you know, went to other people, you spent a lot of money and you get it back and you're like, I don't think this is worth it. Listen... At this day and age, you need to be doing your own demos. There's so much technology at your hands. And you've probably searched at YouTube looking for examples, but you went down this rabbit hole and you're even more confused. What I want you to do is go to songwritingforguitar.com and look at our free training series, DA 101 with Madeline Finn. Now, Madeline is one of our coaches, an extremely amazing songwriter. You know, she's racked up over 24 million, yes, million streams on Spotify. She's had multiple placements, plus she was a top 70 contestant in American Idol. So she knows a thing or two when it comes to music, and she has a great series breaking down the process so you can start doing your own demos from home. This is kind of your go-to where you don't need anything else. So go to songwritingforguitar.com, scroll down to our free training series and click DA 101. All right, so let's jump back into the episode. This just popped in my head when you were saying Mm -hmm. this. So when I first started writing to briefs and started to pitch my songs, I remember distinctly when I would send out these songs, 
I would be thinking, man, I hope they get to the chorus because it's really the chorus. <laughs> it's really the chorus that is matching this brief. My my verse is kind of garbage. I hope they just skip over that or I'll put like <laughs> I'll put a little thing of like chorus starts at 30 seconds. Please listen to that. Ignore everything else. I had so many songs that were like that of like, ooh, I hope they listen like the verse really fits. My chorus is garbage here. I you know, like that kind of thing. That is a great like talk about like just writing a bunch and learning from those feelings yeah and like the next time you do that and you're like man i i want to pitch a song where they can just start at the beginning they can just start at the beginning of the song and i am completely confident that they are going to just that they could use the the intro they could use the verse they could use the chorus bam 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 just strong 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 that's when i really started getting kind of obsessed with really good songwriting and not just saying like, oh, it's just a bridge. It's just, you know, it's just a verse. My chorus is really what they're going to be using. That's when, like, I really started having successes is when I, at the at the songwriting level, I could write really strong parts. And then the production just really took off, too. I feel like we've talked about one side of it, which is kind of the insecurities. People are worried about, like, oh, if I don't take owner, you know, all of this. So, mm-hmm. And then there's the other side, which I think is laziness which is just like trying to relinquish control. Like, ah, this, I did my part. It's, you know, if you're going to get your percent, you got to do your thing. And so if it screws up and it doesn't work out, uh, it's not my fault. I did this part. That's all. And it's just like, that is like putting someone under the bus or just like, here, let me help you Bob and Frapples. I'll hold your head down. Really? (laughs) Like like it's that sort of, especially if you're saying you're the producer, Mm -hmm. And then you're going in and I'm like, well, you know, and, you know, are there some harmonies and you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, I got, I got this top liner to do it. Okay. Did you give them instruction? Well, I just let them do their thing. That's just like, I don't know, you know, you got, you know, I don't have kids, but if I had like a kid at home (laughs) and I was like, what do they have for dinner? I don't know. I just let them go in the kitchen. They'll figure it out. (laughs) It's that sort of detachment that I'm like, oh, that's not going to be good then. The thing that has always helped me is just being in service of the song Mm -hmm. like that is all i really care about i just want to make a great song i don't care if i didn't write a bit of it or i I don't care what role i have to play somebody else produces it somebody else writes the melody yeah whatever role i need to take to like make this song great i just i just want that thing to exist you know and the the ego or the it's not my fault yeah like they did it they did this part that you don't like yeah i i kind of don't care like i just want the song to be great and <laughs> like you talk about kids like i feel like it's that thing where like one kid comes up to the parents like they did this and they pulled my hair and the parent is just like i just don't care i want you to just get just get along all i want is this thing to go well and, but that's what's yeah. ultimately going to cause a good song to do well. That's what if it, everybody is doing that. If everybody is in service of the song, if everyone is in service of the song, you are going to be fine because you're either all going to admit we need to write another one. This wasn't bad, but you know what? In the general scheme of things, it's maybe not going to hold up. So, but you know what? We're working really well with that. Was great communication. We're we're building something. So let's keep on going. Yeah. Or you're going to write a song. And you're, Guys, this is great is clear um i i find like anytime that i if i take on 
a new project. Like I took on one recently because they had written a great song. Like they had written mm-hmm. just like, it was a good song. And it was Ariel who was in the mastermind. She kept on writing uh, with this uh, Kirsten and bringing them in. And I'm like, her voice is awesome. Like the structure of the song is awesome. Like they were bringing me these bare bone demos of just like guitar vocal. And I'm like, or piano. And I was just like, that is, that is fucking awesome. Who's producing this? Oh, we don't have anyone produce. I'm like, you know, can we, you know, work on this? Cause I yeah. think this is really good. It was just clear that they were clear on their structure and their roles that it was anyone who listened to it was like visibly could tell. Oh, wow. This is really good. And they were open to the product. And it was like, that's where I feel like I can be the serve the most and bring the, you know, my goal was to just like, the song was already awesome. I just want to try to like amplify it a little bit more and bring out even, you know, highlight the best parts even more. And the best part should just be the whole song, not just the part. (laughs) It should be the whole song. Yeah. You're, that's exactly why when you can write the, a great song, like it's going to be easier to find a producer yeah. because you know what I mean? Like you write a great song. You, I, I, I can to anybody out there that thinks that like, you know, whoever, I don't know, maybe the coaches are a little bit harsh and we're just always like nitpicking and blah, blah, blah. And we just love like torturing you guys out there. No, I 100% exactly like Mike. I want to be surprised. I want to be excited about like i want this song to be great i think you're just reiterating too yeah it's just like when i see someone that you know in this case it was in the mastermind i was just like i knew every time that we had a listening session she brought another song that she had written with her and i was just like yeah "Ah, it's gonna be good i was like is this the same one that you were last time i love her voice and she was like yeah it is and i'm like and you know what when she came she lived in nashville and so when i had to record vocals she came here it was so easy like the voice awesome. that I heard in that demo was the voice that she would do on the first take, the second take. And I was just like, this is great. And I'd be like, hey, could you give me like a, a third? And she was like, yeah, like this. And I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly that's awesome. it. And it's just like that to me is where it's like, oh, this is going to be really good. Like this is exciting because I like I feel like I'm I can't believe they're letting me be a part. Like this is like this is going to be really good. And now the song is like, you know, and I'm like, cool, let's move on to the next one. You know, send yeah. me another one because I know that they've got a good process because at the heart of it, it's a great song. And I can see kind of what you said, like I can be there and see the tree, but then I can back away. I can see the whole forest and where it needs to go because they're visibly clear on their roles and their parts. Mm-hmm. And it's not a harshness when we tell someone to write again, because we want to be like, holy I can't believe it. That is amazing. Uh, Like we did a listening session. I remember, I think it was Sarah Jelly. She brought in one that was just like guitar vocal. She Mm -hmm. was like, you know, I just recorded, you know, vocal stuff. It was awesome. Like, it was just like, it was the, the, just again, it doesn't have to be a crazy demo. It could just be. Mm. And I think in the beginning, that's good to just have a very sketched out view of the song because then you can, it's, it's a lot more easy to maneuver parts around as opposed to the whole thing's built and be like, okay, let's move this app over. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really hard. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, and I know that you're like this too. Like, so many great songs that I've gotten to work on have just been voice memos the first time I heard them. Yeah. And you can tell everything that you need to know if it's well performed 
and the and the vision is clear, you can tell exactly what you need from whether it's going to be good or not from a voice memo. Yeah. You know? That's right. Like the ones we did with Maddie, I just sent you all three. And that was just yeah. a day where she just came over. And I was like, let's just write. And we just, we ate food, we hung out, and we were like, let's write another one. Let's write another mm-hmm. one. Let's write another one. Yeah. And that was it. Taking a step back, when we're talking about, you know, everybody being in service of the song, and, mm-hmm. and it's like you and a co-writer, what happens and how do you handle it when, say, you think that this song could be better, like things need to be improved, but maybe your co-writer, this is the best thing that they've ever written, and they just see like, oh, man, this is, I'm like at the peak of my game right here, but the other person is like, no, no, we could get this better. This could be stronger and there's that kind of lack of vision between mm. the two? That's a good question. Okay, so if I feel like, okay, they're they're performing at their peak right now. Like, And what I mean mm-hmm. is like that they're, all the knowledge they've consumed, they're utilizing it, but they've got a long way to go in terms of like growth. My right. question is, do I see them continuing to grow? Mm. Do I think they're going to consume, you know, they're going to advance, like, you know, they're going to go to, whenever I hear that someone's gone to a conference, that they've gone, they've traveled somewhere, they've taken a course, they're doing this, they're implementing, I can see that they're they're actually making time. I'm like, okay, they're going to do fine, because they're mm-hmm. really bettering themselves. So if I've, I look back and I see that they've been doing that, and they're on track to do that, I would just be patient and be like, cool, let's write another one. Let's do another song. Mm-hmm. Let's do another song. I could go like, hey, let's go back to this one. Or mm-hmm. I could be like, you know what? Maybe this is just their first kind of like, this will help them for the next couple that we write. That maybe the next one, maybe not the next one, maybe not the next one, but maybe that third one, that's the one where I'm going to be like, there we go. We've gotten to a rhythm, a flow. They get a little bit more comfortable with me. And so they start taking a little bit more chances vocal or whatever the role yeah. is. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I have to also not only see you know the vision of the song but i have to see like the vision of the person if they are going to be growing or -hmm. do i get a sense that they're going to turn off the faucet like you know cool i've done it and now just wait because i think a lot of people do that they're like oh i did you know i did this one you know i did two sessions with so-and-so and i'm like cool when are you doing the next two Oh no no no! That's good. I've I've, I've really you feel like you've scraped the full amount of knowledge from them. <laughs> that's it. It's like yeah, yeah. is that what you really think? It's because yeah. the people that have done really well have literally invested thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars, and as they grow, the next investment that they take is basically like all of their past investments in one. Like you know, like maybe mm-hmm. they've invested you know eight thousand in their career. Well, this next opportunity that they're going to it's 8,000 for like that weekend or that thing. It's like yeah. the, the, the investment just the ante gets higher. Um, yeah. if that person's okay with it, then I'm willing to work with them. If they are, if they are not like that and they're almost like I've, I've now stopped. This is as much <laughs> yeah. as I will. It's probably not going to be good. No, I, I completely agree. I also think that on like a related topic to that, that, some things that I, I consider is maybe we're writing the wrong song for their skill set. Mm. Ooh, yeah. You, you know, and we're trying, and that's happened, you know, that that whole thing of like you get a brief where they're like, we want like a Scottish lullaby, <laughs> whatever, you know, it'll pay $3 million. <sighs> and you're like, we've got to write to this. 
do you know anything about Scottish lullabies? Nope. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, and basically, like, you know, that's an exaggeration, but you could be writing the wrong song with the wrong person, and you might hear that it needs to be improved, but they they're they're trying their best, but they just don't write well in that style. So, you know, what are you going to do? I love, you know, that's cr- so it's like, yeah, they could be the wrong top liner for it. Or it's like you want to write a pop song, but you got a producer that does like local singer songwriters. And so right. it's just like. They're not going to get the... Vi- and then you're like, why does this feel like a singer-songwriter? What do they do? Well, they, they've they done some local singer-songwriter. Cool. Have they ever done, you know, anything that's like, you know, the, you know that, you know, Jack Antonoff kind of style pop? No, mm-hmm. he doesn't know who that is. Okay, right. then why would you expect... It's like going to McDonald's <laughs> and being like, I was here for healthy food. How dare... Yeah. It's like, that's not the purpose. That's yeah. interesting. It's just like it. It's not that they're not good, but it's just the role is not what they're meant to be. That's oh yeah, I like. And that. that's what that's why. And I know that you and I have talked about this. Like oh. that, like our phone is filled with a bunch of like really talented people in a bunch of different styles. Yeah, and we are careful about who we call. We might love working with person A, and they've got an amazing voice. Yeah, but we're writing in this other thing. And we need somebody different, you know, so just, yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that the song, the songwriting process can feel like you're hitting your head against a wall and just being aware of what is, what is tripping up the process as you're doing it is, is going to be helpful. And that it just makes total sense because all of these things that we're talking about are just taken care of in the initial songwriting exactly we're not saying like oh this is totally a mixing thing oh this is totally when you're layering like stacking your vote no we're like hey this is at the ground floor so it's like the whole point of this is if you have been slightly present in the writing or like a little detached or it's just like you haven't even it's been an afterthought like or it hasn't even been a thought this is the whole thing that's going to separate you from doing it well and just doing it with little result yeah right right (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of the nice but it's just like because i feel people that are listening to this or you know that have you know entertained thoughts like this because they know it's possible but they're you know at some point there was a kink in the chain and it always goes back to the writing and i just look at my own like oh i didn't that work oh there the writing it was it was just Mm -hmm. like it just wasn't that good why didn't i why did i think production is going to like you know um there is an old uh producer or he was he was an engineer when we would record locally Mm -hmm. and his name was doug and he was like you could always tell that he did a lot of drugs at a certain period in time (laughs) and he was the guy that would run like he was always there no matter what you know year or day he was always there hey brother he and he kind of looked like chad kroger from nickelback a little bit or just like the (laughs) off-brand version of chad kroger but right. he would always say this thing where he would be like, you know, turn his chair back, you can't polish a turd. And then he would just like, <laughs> but, I, you know, there's different sayings of it. You just, at yeah. the heart of it, it has to be a good song. If you can't initially play me it at the beginning, like any of you, mm-hmm. or just sing a part of it. And if you enter the phrase, hey, get to the core, then you know, yeah. like something needs to be worked on. Yeah. Yeah. If you get that feeling like, no, 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 just keep listening until I get to this part. 
If you ever like get that feeling of like I just want them to listen long enough to get to yeah whatever, then you know it needs to be reworked. It needs to be rewritten. It's not there yet because the bar is high. You're competing with the entire world now. We're all, we're all connected. I feel like you, the bar is high, and the way to give if I were to say some some encouragement is what's going to separate you is just how committed are you to yeah getting a good song are you Absolutely. really committed to it or are you just like you love the idea of making some money or just like the end result but like you could care less about the process if that is the case then this is probably not the thing but if you're like no 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 seriously i want a good song then just commit yourself to just at the ground floor being mm-hmm. active and being a, a little bit more aware and thinking, how can I help not just myself, but the others involved in the process? How can I like help the process go even smoother? Because if all three of you are thinking that you're going to yeah. be great, like that's going to be a great combo or two, however many are in the yeah. process. Yeah. And being honest with yourself, the thing I always like to check in with myself is if it meant like removing myself from this song to make this song the best that it possibly could be, would I do that? And 100% of the time, I'm like, yes. Like, if if it meant, like, this song could be amazing if I stopped singing on it, <laughs> you know? Because I'm not a great singer. Um, if I just stopped singing on this and let somebody else do this, and it meant that... And I used to have this, this bit of ego about it because I'm a drummer, and I'm like, I'm going to play drums on all of my songs. And I started working with a, a, a co-writer in particular who's... A, an amazing multi-instrumentalist like just can play everything really well and i just started letting him do the drums because he was like oh i know the pattern that i need here because i'm going to be playing bass later to this and you know it's it just the process like really started to glue together because he already knew what what was coming as soon as i like kind of removed myself and i was like oh, okay i will now take this role when i work with this person yeah and this makes the song the best you know, like, I don't know, sometimes you just have to ask yourself. That's a huge, I mean, just being like, oh, you know what? I can, but is that the best role that I should be playing exactly. for the song? And I feel like, again, a lot of those decisions all come back to just like <laughs> the start of like still at the ground floor of the song. We're not even, and she, you know, we haven't even tracked nope. anything. We're just talking about that. So I think the whole point of this episode is to like, really focus in on the ground floor, like the initial structure of the song. Cause any song that is doing well has a solid structure and good bones. Yeah. There's, I feel like a, something really can't have longevity when it's just, yeah, that's not bad. It's I'm sure like everybody has heard this, but I mean, there's a reason that, that whenever an artist has like a series of hit songs, they'll, it's not uncommon for them to release an acoustic acoustic mm-hmm. album or yeah. an unplugged album and those songs still sound great just acoustic vocal yep you know so like it's that it has to be good at that if you feel the, the air horn is the only thing holding that song together <laughs> if you're like you're just like it it needs to be there it holds yep. the chorus together and then it's it's just not going to work. So I think the encouragement of this is just to really don't – if you're getting frustrated about production, if you're getting frustrated about those things, here's the thing. That focus on the core fundamental important thing, which is just the structure, the bones of your song, the ground floor, 
You can yeah. slowly get better with production over time. You can build those skills. If you're not the best singer, top liner yet, you're still, you know, you know, understanding things like static, conjunct, disjunct. You're trying to understand melodic patterns, all of that. Maybe you're developing your lyric style. That's great. It still comes back to just that core element. So just work at the the ground floor and build those relationships and understand your roles, communicate well, and just focus on the health of your song in the beginning it will get better and then repeat the process and repeat the pro again. We come back to the thing. Repeat. You gotta, you gotta rinse and repeat. Gotta rinse and repeat. I can't, I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, this was good. We will, we'll have you back for your 49th episode. Very, very, right. very, very soon. I'm going to wear my sash. I'll be ready. <laughs> big shout out to everyone who has left us a review on apple Podcasts. and if you're thinking mike i haven't done that yet i remember you mentioned that and it was on my to-do list but things happen hey it's okay don't sweat it guess what you can do right now you can go to apple Podcasts, find our podcast leave a five-star review and talk about one of your favorite episodes in fact if you want to share it on social media too you know in, in an instagram story and tag us at songwriting for guitar that would be amazing as well to just spread the word of this podcast because believe me every little bit helps and that does it for this week's episode it was edited and produced by chris Fafalius. i'm mike myers thanks for listening <laughs>